invite the Holy Ghost into the house tonight. Dear God, we've come here to praise you, O oh God. We've come here to magnify your name tonight, O oh God. Oh, Lord, we know your spirit is all-powerful, quick and mighty, dear God. We ask you, O oh Lord, that you would reach down and touch us by your mercy and your goodness, dear Lord. Bring the power of the Holy Ghost in this house, O oh God. Move from the pulpit to the door, O oh God. We've come, Lord, to just glorify the name of Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be exalted. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Almighty God of earth and heaven. Our faith, our confidence, our dependencies in you tonight. Amen. Well, we've got an opportunity to come here tonight and just praise the Lord. Magnify and glorify the name of Jesus. Is he worthy to receive our praise and glory and honor? Amen. Amen. I say the Lord is more than worthy tonight. Amen. We are the people called by his name. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Let's praise and worship God tonight. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You will be strengthened if you will praise and worship him tonight. Join with us as we sing.
Yes, Lord, we worship you because of who you are. You are King, you are Redeemer, you are God. We praise you tonight, O oh God. We magnify your name, dear Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God here tonight. Amen. We don't get anywhere else. Amen. I want to get a hold of God. Amen. He is here tonight. He wants his people to worship him. Amen. Let's sing this together. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy tonight, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for your dependability. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, oh God. Oh, you're truly a wonderful God. Hallelujah. You have been there for us, oh God. You have been there for us, oh God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. We're going to give it to the Lord tonight. Amen. True, the Lord has been good to us. Let's thank God for his blessings tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for all you've been an awesome God. We love you, dear Jesus. Amen. We invite everybody to march with us. We want to greet you tonight. Hallelujah. As we sing our thanks unto God. just a moment tonight revival is this week Friday Saturday and Sunday night as a result of that we will not have a service on Thursday night so we will not have a service on Thursday night there would be four services in a row and I don't want to wear anybody out that's not my plan so we'll have Tuesday night Search for Truth Bible Study, and then we're going to have revival services. We've got some uh, little pamphlets here. Hey, man, Brother Lee, if you'll come and uh, give everybody a couple of these that want them. Ever how many they want? Hey, man, we got some more if they need them. Hallelujah. We'll print out some more. Hallelujah. We will be having food and fellowship after each revival service. So, uh, Lord willing, um, Friday night is going to be uh, pizza night, Lord willing. And uh, so, looking forward to that. Saturday night will be uh, Mexican food. And Sunday, can't have to wait and see. Oh. So, looking forward to having a great revival.
Invite all your friends. Amen. And uh, if you got any enemies that would come, invite them too. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. If you don't have any enemies that will come, well, just keep praying. We're also getting ready for Father's Day. Sunday, June 21st is Father's Day. And we want all fathers to be in the house of God. Again this year, we've got a special lesson we're going to be teaching called Seven Steps to Being a Great Dad. This is a great, great presentation. It will be Sunday, June 21st at our 5.30 service. Just a note, on our pamphlet, it says 7 p.m. for our revival services. And that is correct. On Sunday night, we will be here at 5.30 and have Sunday school. And then we will start our revival service at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. So that way, you can invite people to be here at 7 o'clock, and uh, if you don't feel like they, Sunday school would be their thing, they just get them here for the 7 o'clock revival service. That way we don't have a bunch of different times on there, we don't have to explain what's going on, because at 7 o'clock, Sunday night, we will be cranking up and have a revival church, Amen. okay? Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, Sunday, June 21st, 7 Steps to Being a Great Dad, this is a great, great lesson, and... Uh, we want to give honor to all of our fathers, all of our dads on Father's Day. So looking forward to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, in Jesus' name. One thing that's important, we're looking forward to visitors coming. Uh, I know you've got lots of good friends here, but if there's new people here, let's focus on them. Yes. Uh, don't get offended if I don't spend a whole lot of time with you Friday night. If there's a lot of visitors here, I am going to focus on the visitors. Why don't you do that also? Go Amen. meet somebody new. Amen. Uh, shake their hand. Make them feel welcome. Uh, we want people to know that this church is inclusive. We, we're not just our three and no more. We want to grow. We want more people Amen. here. We want to be able to have a, uh, bigger Sunday school classes. We want to be able to have bigger outreach. We want to do everything greater for God. We want more diversity in our body. Our body has strength by the diversity that is there, not the likeness. Did you hear what I have to say? Diversity in the body brings strength. Amen. We need young people and we need old people. The diversity brings strength. The youth are for war. The old people are for wisdom. All you got is a bunch of warriors that don't know where to go fight. They're not going to win any battles. Amen. Amen. So, we do want diversity. We'll take prayer requests tonight. We know lots of opportunities for God's miraculous power to be displayed. Let's have a special prayer tonight for Sister Michelle. Amen. Struggling with her uh, rehabilitation from her broken bones. And we know God wants to help. And also we have those that are struggling with the flooding. Amen. Let's pray for Sister Diane tonight. Lives out in the out in the country. Sister Rebecca um, has lost the water in her home, probably as a result of the flooding. And so let's pray for her tonight. Let's pray for uh, Brother Robert tonight. Amen. He's still struggling with a cold. Amen. Ask you to pray for my voice tonight. I lost my voice totally on Monday. And uh, uh, hoping tonight I can make it through without losing it again. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sister Sarah Carpenter. <laughs> um, 
Kim, we need to keep her in prayer. The devil's fighting, of course. And Sister Michelle, not just the healing, but the devil's fighting to keep her out of the house of God. Yes. We need to come against that in Jesus' name. So. Amen. And my husband needs the Holy Ghost. Yes, amen. We want to see our filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Riley? Okay, Paris? All righty. God's moving in their lives. Sister Jerry? Unspoken for Sister Alicia? Sister Jerry? Pray for Sherry when she lost her husband and her family were dealing with that. All righty. Let's pray. Alrighty, peace from the Holy Ghost. Mr. Barber? Mr. Becky. <laughs> There's a barber somewhere the Lord's wanting to say. She is in Texas. You know what? I was sitting there thinking about my kid. I said, Kim, you know, you can't have Barbara. All right. <laughs> and I was deep thinking about her, and I was going to pray for her, too. Because this is the kind of church she was raised to come from. Right. She, her husband passed away, and she was just out there, and I was trying to get to Discouraged. Let's ask the Lord to be there and strengthen him. Sister Linda? Um, let's remember Joan Hill has been out for her. And um, Donna Bertie and Paul Valley, they're having to evacuate their home. So, tomorrow that we have special prayer for them as well. Amen. Yes. Brother Andrew? Pray that uh, 50 people get the Holy Ghost of the revival and get baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray that the Lord send the staff to be able to handle that many. Um, pray that revival breaks out over there at South Rock Creek. Uh, you know the situation with Dr. Pappas and definitely Carl. Amen. Hallelujah, Sister McKay. Um, God's will and that the people that I've invited to this revival that they come. Amen. Um, Sister Alexander. Amen. Amen, Brother Jonathan. Amen. Let's, let's pray for the First Lady of the Church. She now has two ladies' seminars she's going to be teaching in the month of June. And uh, so let's pray that God will give her wisdom and strength. Amen. Hallelujah. With Carl. Amen. Yes, that, that does remind me, Lord willing, Friday night we will have a skit for a revival. There's people that will come to see our our skits. And so, uh, man, that would be a great opportunity. Let's pray God will anoint our skit to bring people. Sister Linda? Uh, well. Alrighty. Well. Alrighty, healing right over here too. Also, Let's all stand together. Jesus. 
Uplifted hands, uplifted hearts. God, you see all of the needs tonight. Hearts and souls and lives everywhere need to be touched by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are a miracle worker. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the Almighty God. You're more than able, God. Oh, Jesus, we ask for that you reach down and you heal hearts and souls. God, you're the healer of every disease and sickness. You see those tonight, Lord, with loss. Comfort them, Lord. Bring peace and joy. Hallelujah to the Holy Ghost and to their lives. Oh, Lord, you see the gospel, God, that it would go forth, oh, Lord, and people will be able to find themselves into the house of God at this revival. Oh, Lord, we love you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy. In the beautiful, beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. We're going to have a testimony service tonight. Hallelujah. Sister Sarah Carpenter is going to come up here and give you an opportunity to say something awesome for Jesus tonight. Amen. Truly, He is a wonderful God. And uh, we want the encouraging power of the Holy Ghost flowing through this by the faith of the believer. Sister Sarah, amen. Come on up here tonight. Leave a word of hope. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I was just telling Makima, I heard you say anything about today being Pentecost Sunday. Not sure, I haven't. And so, <laughs> well, I woke up this morning. I knew today was Pentecost Sunday. And so my, I woke up with this scripture on my heart, of course, Acts 2. And it says, uh, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as if a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a, as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. So today I've been kind of just thinking back, I guess, 2,000 years ago, God poured out His Spirit. And I also read somewhere that there's like over 2 billion people on the earth that have been filled with the Holy Ghost. So I just think that's amazing to me that, you know, 2,000 years ago, God poured out a spirit on these people and gave them the power to go and preach the gospel and to, to witness to people and to, you know, to have deliverance, to just, just the Holy Ghost in general. I'm just so thankful for what God's doing in my life and what he continues to do and for the day of Pentecost when he poured out a spirit upon everybody that was in that room tearing for days, waiting for the promise that he had promised them. So I just open it up, whatever you want to testify about, and mine was just the day of Pentecost. Well, I have a scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made himself to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. That's just, it, it speaks for itself. It, it's so powerful. He died so that he could take on the sin and become sin himself so that we could be made righteous. Amen. When Job was said he was a perfect man, it's because he lived with all of his heart. 
despite of his mistakes. God still saw him as a perfect man. We are made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, and through that, continuing to live for God, continuing to be holy, continuing to do these things, we are made more and more righteous. I thank Amen. God for what he did for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Sister Jerry? God for his hand of protection while we were um, on the way to Yukon yesterday. We went through some crazy pouring down rain and I just want to thank God for his protection and his, just everything he's done, even that our house still hasn't flooded. My God just helped my dad to be able to plug the bedroom up so that it hasn't flooded anymore. And just everything that he's doing and we have prayer revival and the outpour he put in just that his spirit was here and it just was amazing. And what he's doing and the Buford's life and Everything, you know, and I'm just so grateful for all he's doing. Amen. Well, uh, I have my own embarrassment. I would like to testify on the Lord answering one of my prayers. You see, I've been praying recently, well, not really recently, but I've been praying a lot for humility. And you see, the Lord decided to, uh, he knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord decided that uh, he would make sure that there was some holy anointed bread at the church that we were going to. So, now the thing about this bread is it was really good bread, alright? Now, first of all, <laughs> so I felt just in my heart that it was just a gift for me. So I come over here, I go up to this bowl where they keep this bread. I grab every single piece of that bread, put it in my hand. I start partaking of it, and the Lord saw fit to bless me by having just the one girl there who probably would have done this, went right up, saw all the bread in my hand, and goes, Oh my goodness! Look at all that bread that he has! And it was hilarious, and everyone was laughing. And you know what? I just want to count that as a great blessing, because humility is a wonderful thing. Amen. And I think gaining it is an even better thing. But that's just me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so if you call me, they hear, if you hear them call me bread boy, you know why. <laughs> that's funny. I needed a good laugh. <laughs> Anybody else? I just thank God for his love. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, God, I'm scared. I can get to you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> I know Brother Carl has something good to say about Jesus. Something that ain't already been said. You always have something good to say for Jesus. I know I do. I'm How about Sarah Fowl? Do you have anything good to say for Jesus?
so far have been like two months, three months. Yeah. So I'm just praying that for revival and I'm ready to go spread the word about our revival and just let God anoint me to do that and touch someone's heart. Yes, amen. I like to thank the Lord. Um, here a couple of weeks ago, uh, my, my nanny sent me a check, and it didn't come through. And we couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Uh, we looked around and finally found out they got it back to my nanny's house. And they called me one day and said, we put the wrong address on it. I said, okay, I, I thought we fixed that. They sent it back. And it happened to be this week, uh, I didn't get to work as much as I, I wanted to. So the Lord, I get to thank for taking care of it even when I don't know I need it yet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Lee? <laughs> uh, I just went on to, I was just thinking about this morning whenever I got up. Nobody else was awake and everything. And I started praying about some stuff that didn't bother me and everything. And the Lord and uh, Started, uh, I just opened my Bible up and, and I think it was it, it was uh, like Psalms 1 uh, and, uh, it, says, it says blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in, in the way of sinners nor sitteth in, in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I just ask God to kind of open my mind on this because it I know there's there's all sorts of stuff he hides through here and it's like a, a treasure hunt you have to a actually do something to find it yep and uh, I got out a few of my reference books and everything and I found out in, uh, a few things like um, it, where it talks about uh, standing in, in in the way of sinners, that's like you're. Say you may not even know it, but kind of like blocking somebody from being able to get to God. You know, it, we sometimes we feel like you know we know more about something and everything. We try to make it all about us. It's not. It's not. It's all about Him. Amen. Right. That's and we, we just got to get out of His way and let God mm -hmm. do what He's, He needs to do. That's uh, right. Also, in here, it, um, it, ta it talks about delight. Uh, his delight is in, in, in the law of the Lord. That, that, I looked at it up also, and it, it, it was was uh, means des uh, something that's desired and uh, pleasing and, and to the person and can also be something that somebody is willing to do. Yeah. You know, just it's like an anticipation almost. Uh, 
didn't take and do this so that we can please the Lord. And I mean, it's just, that was just some of the stuff that he, he was unlocking for me in, in the scriptures and, and everything. And I just really, I guess what I plan on saying is that I'm just thankful that the Lord isn't finished with me yet. Amen. He's still right. teaching me. Right. He's still showing me more things and hopefully I'm growing in a, in a way that he wants me to. And, and being able to be an inspiration to others and being inspired by others. Yes, Because amen. it's we're here to help each other grow. And I, I mean, I, I've learned stuff from the pastor and from Jonathan, Linda, you, a bunch of them. Uh, and, you know, and I just, I'm just so thankful that I have been born into the, into his family. And yes, it, amen. It, it's just such a wonderful thing amen. to have. Uh, as it says in one spot, so great a cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Right. Because that's that's where where we have our part of our strength is is he gives us each other to strengthen and encourage and to take and right. help us in those times when that's we all have those little nagging doubts or whatever. Yep. Each each and every person helps another one. And you don't necessarily know it when you do. Uh -huh. so it's a true thing. I just want to thank God for all of it. Thank you, Jesus. I love the Lord tonight, and I'm just so thankful for what he's doing in each and every one of our lives and for a revival that's coming. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. We're going to have some special prayer for healing tonight. Yes, indeed. Amen. Jesus. The Lord is a healer. Ever disease and sickness. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on up, brother. Amen. We know God wants to touch you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, call for the elders of the church, anointing them with oil. Touching our brother tonight, oh God. As you see the sickness, oh God, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Move on in God, heal him and raise him up and build his faith. You would know, God, that you are the healer of every disease of sin. You are the God that cares for him, God. Strengthen him and encourage him, God. You see all the adversity, all his problems, God. You can strength and answers, oh God. Make a way with the seeds that be no way. Praise, oh the goodness and your mercy upon him. Oh, you love him so much, oh God. You want to work in his life, God. Strengthen him and encourage him. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. It's Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's no secret, sister. Don't worry about it. 
Amen. Open your Bibles with me tonight to a very familiar chapter. Stand with me, Acts chapter 2. And uh, I am preaching from Acts chapter 2, but I guarantee you you've never heard a message out of Acts chapter 2 like this one before. So let's go. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from the untoward generation. Verse 41, And they that gladly received the word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and breaking of bread and in prayers. Tonight I want to preach to you on a subject I have entitled, The Fellowship of Pentecost. Amen. The fellowship of Pentecost. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to speak into our hearts and our worlds tonight. Dear God, we love you and we're thankful for your love and your mercy, oh God. We ask you, God, to speak into our heart and to speak into our world. Oh, dear Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you tonight. We want the word to instruct us, to encourage us, to lead us, and to guide us. You are an awesome God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. As you're seated tonight, open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. We are focusing on fellowship tonight. There is something that comes with Pentecost. Pentecost is an experience. It started out as a feast, as a celebration, 50 days after Passover. God chose this time to have the birthday of the church. We celebrate the birthday of the church today as the day that the church was born. But that church is going forth because of the fellowship of Pentecost. An experience will get us going on the way, but it takes some godly fellowship to keep us on the path. John, 1 John chapter 1, not St. John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, and which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was... Manifest, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. So, John here is reaching out and talking to us about the fellowship that came all the way from the day of Pentecost. And as we look, there is a test of fellowship. 
there is a standard that we put to it that says, hey, God has a fellowship for us. And what is this fellowship? We fellowship with God and we fellowship with our fellow believers. Amen. Along with the fellowship, there is a doctrine that is there. We must have a doctrine gives us an understanding of Jesus Christ, an understanding of sin, an understanding of false doctrine in the end times. Yep. Also, there is a test of morality that comes with it, a biblical view of obedience, our love for God, our love for truth, our love for holiness, and our understanding and our hatred of sin. Yes, God loves the sinner, but God hates sin. And there's something about it when I'm going to have fellowship with God is I've got to love what God loves and I've got to hate what God hates. John here was fighting some things. And as we see here, the battle that was raging, there was a group of people known as those that promoted the doctism doctrine. It is from the Greek word that means, seems uh, to be physical. There was a group that was going forth and teaching that Jesus Christ was not a man. That Jesus Christ was a appearance. That God appeared and he looked like a man, but he wasn't really a man. And so John was taking on this and he was saying... Uh, to them, hey, we want you to know that we have fellowship with the Almighty God, but there was something about it uh, that when it came to Jesus Christ, uh, we actually handled Him. He looked at Peter, and uh, he looked at Brother Thomas and told him, says, if you don't believe who I am, come and put your hand in my side and your finger through the nail prints in my hands. We had a relationship that we handled God. We touched God. We had physical contact with the man Christ Jesus. And in order to have that type of fellowship today with God, we're going to have to learn how to handle Him. In Luke chapter 24, uh, Jesus was speaking. He said, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see for a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. We are fighting the battle and the struggle and the war today because our world doesn't know who Jesus is. I want to tell you who Jesus is tonight. He was the Father in creation. He was the Son in redemption. He is the Holy Ghost in regeneration and reconciliation. I have a message to proclaim who Jesus was. He was born to the Virgin Mary. He was born to 100% God, 100% man. Amen. He was man that he was hungry. He was man that he slept. He was man that he cried tears. He was man that he experienced pain. He was man that he was tempted of the devil. But it doesn't stop there. He was 100% God. He healed the blinded eyes. He raised those that were lame. He brought back to life those that were dead. He calmed the seas. He proclaimed truth to a world that knew not truth. He drove the money changers out of the temple. He was 100% man. He was 100% God. And I want fellowship with Him. You see, there is a challenge 
when we want to know God, know who He is, and be in fellowship with Him, Jesus looked at him and He said, Blessed are those that have not seen Me, but yet they believe. More blessed are those that have not seen Me, but yet they believe. There is a way, though, that we can learn to handle God. There is a way tonight that we can have the fellowship of the Almighty God. If we can ever fall in love with His Word, and we can begin to handle His Word. God is His Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. That Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The reason our world tonight is not experiencing a relationship with God is because they do not know of His Word. They are not acquainted with His sufferings. They're not acquainted with His triumph. They're not acquainted with His plan. They're not acquainted with His doctrine. I want to learn to help God. I want to have an experience that the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharp and alive within me. As one prophet said, would you take the coals from the altar and put it upon my lips? Amen. That my lips would be anointed. That the Word of God would be in me. I want to tell you, as you walk about your daily life, you can allow the Word of God to flow out of you. Amen. They may not know that you're quoting a scripture to them. They may not know that you're talking to them and giving them some words from the Almighty God. But if the Word is hidden in your heart, if the Word is down deep in there, if you've read the Word, if you've prayed the Word, if you've slept the Word, if you've ate the Word, it's going to come out. That's right. There's just something about it. When the Word of God is in us, it's going to be like a well of living water that's flowing forth. Our life is going to have it flowing forth from us. And I want that fellowship that came as a result of the day of Pentecost. They were born again. They were born of the Spirit upon that day. They spoke in other tongues. But there was something within them that they realized that they had to have the apostles' doctrine. They had to have the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The truth was attacked on every hand. Here in 1 John, he is fighting those that have attacked the truth. He's going forth and saying, yes, Jesus Christ was 100% man. He walked and he talked and dwelt upon this earth. When we think about our fellowship with God, there's some questions I saw listed from a very ancient Bible scholar from years ago. He starts out and says, do you thirst for more of God? Is there a hunger in your heart to have something more for God? We are at a dangerous place if we ever get to the point in the place where we feel like we got all of God that we need. We got all of God that there is to have. I know all about God that there is to know. I've done everything for God that I'm going to do. No, there is a thirst in my heart for more of God. I want a greater understanding of Him. I want a greater ministry. I want a greater outreach. I want to be a greater blessing. And I know that if 
I will allow God to bless me that I can be a greater blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. And when I bless the kingdom of God, I'm enabling God to bless me again. I bless the kingdom. God blesses me. I bless the kingdom. God blesses me. We see some people that are so stupid and so ignorant. They bless the kingdom and God blesses them. And then they just start sticking it all in the pocket and they forget about God. And suddenly they wonder what happened to the blessings of God. I realize I am blessed of God so I can bless His kingdom. Amen. Second question was, are you governed by the Word of God? Do we look at the Word of God and say, this is the ultimate authority in my life? Amen. I believe the Word of God is absolutely true. Yes. I look to the Word of God and I will live by the Word of God and I will walk and I will talk. And my actions will be governed by His Word. Yes. Yes. Are you a person that is more loving today than you was yesterday? Amen. It's a challenge to go forth when we live in a world that's full of hate. You see, we live in a world that's full of greed and greed and hate. We're tied together. When you take something from somebody, you don't love them anymore. You suddenly create a hate for them because you have robbed and stole something that is not yours. But a spirit of love is a spirit of giving. For God so loved the world that He gave. Our world is missing the whole meaning of John 3.16. They're looking at John 3.16 as something that is a get out of jail free card. They're looking at it as something that gives them now a license to sin. But I want to tell you, John 3.16 is about a God that's saying, if you can find my love, if you can get into my fellowship, you'll learn what it means to give. Amen. Yes. God is love. Amen. Or are you more sensitive to God's presence today than you was yesterday? I want to tell you it's a challenge, all the voices in our world, all the distractions, all the things that are going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God the sun's shining out there right now. We're not worried about the rain at the moment. Right. Hallelujah. But there's lots of distractions. It's the end of the month. There's going to be bills that are coming due. There's a holiday that's here. Family issues. All the things that are around us. Distractions. But when God is moving and God is talking, I've got to be able to tune in. I've got to be able to hear the voice of God. Amen. I've got to know, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it, Lord, Amen. that will please you today? Amen. You have a growing concern for the spiritual and temporal needs of others. Amen. We look around our world and say, God, where can I make a difference? What can I do that matters? Amen. Next question was, do you delight in the bride of Christ? Tonight it's a privilege to be in the church. Amen. It's a privilege Amen. to be associated with the wonderful people of Peace Tabernacle here in Seminole, Amen. Oklahoma. Yes, God has put great, wonderful people in this church that love God, that love the truth, and that are heaven-bound tonight. Yes. Amen. And I am thankful. I am proud in a godly manner to be a part of the Bride of Christ in Seminole, Oklahoma, that I am a part of this church. Are you spiritually, 
Are your spiritual disciplines rather increasing? Is it something where that you look back and you say, I'm closer to God today than I was last year. Amen. I, I have a better relationship with God. I am I'm able, I'm more equipped to do God's work. I Amen. am more involved. I am more in God's plan than I ever have been before. Thank you, Jesus. He said, do you still grieve over sin? Found this one interesting. You see, the devil is a liar. He'll come back by. No matter how long it's been, he'll come back by and say, Oh my, if you could just have a Marlboro. If you could just smoke a Marlboro, your life would be perfect again. That's the truth. Amen. Come on. May we realize and may we have something within us that we are sick of sin. We're sick of the garment spotted with sin. That we would never ever forget the ugliness of sin. We would never ever forget the end results. We'd never ever forget where that sin leads. That we would be tempted to fall back into the wallow again. May God give us that love and that understanding that we can continue to draw close to Him. Amen. Next question was, are you a quick forgiver? A quick forgiver. I want to tell you something. It's not in your carnal nature to forgive somebody. It's not in your carnal nature to move on. There's something about it. There's something inside of all of us. Our old carnality requires that I want justice. I want this right. I want to prove my point. I'm right, and I want everybody to realize it. And I want to make sure that this never happens again. I want to never, ever let them forget it. This was written 150 years ago. Are you a quick forgiver? What did they have to forgive 150 years ago? Somebody kicked their dog. You know, forgiveness, being able to turn loose, turn loose, and say, I want to be a part of the fellowship of Pentecost. I want to be a part of the fellowship of the bride of Christ, the overcomers, those that are filled with the Spirit. Those that are going forth doing the work of God. Those that have the doctrine. (coughs) When we look at the word fellowship, I found it interesting. Fellowship comes from the Greek word kononai. And the Greek word kononai is used in the New Testament. And it is translated into... Four different English words, depending upon the context that is written in the New Testament. Acts chapter 2 that we read, it's the word kanoni is translated as fellowship. 1 Corinthians 
God is faithful by whom we were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 2 Corinthians 8 and 4, pray, praying us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. Ephesians 3 and 9, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. So we see here, fellowship. It's talking about our fellowship is when we walk with Jesus Christ. Our fellowship is part of ministering and helping others and their walk with Jesus Christ. Our fellowship also includes the Gentiles, the outcasts, those that are different than us, those from different cultures, different races, Amen. in their walk into the kingdom of God. Philippians, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Fellowship sometimes can be us being involved in someone else's sufferings. Amen. May God give us the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom that we would look at others and we would do what we could to help bear their burdens and to be with them in their time of suffering. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 16, here is how the word kononai is translated. The cup of blessings which we bless is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is not the communion of the body of Christ. The word communion here is the same Greek word that is translated as fellowship in other places. The cup of blessings which we bless is not the fellowship of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is not the fellowship of the body of Christ. Fellowship involves the communion with Calvary. It is something about being able to understand the true price that was paid for sin. When we come in fellowship with God, we suddenly begin to understand how lost a sinner is. How desperate a sinner is. How hopeless a sinner is. How much in need a sinner is. And without Christ and without Calvary, they cannot have any hope. In Hebrews chapter 13, the word kononai is translated... By him, therefore, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such praise, God is well pleased. The word here is communicate. But to do good and to fellowship, for with such praise, Sacrifice, God is well pleased. There's something about the fellowship yep. that will include communication. Right. Friends are going to talk to friends. Yes, friends are going to do things with friends. Amen. Friends are going to communicate. Friends are going to have an understanding. Amen. Now, it's sometimes different depending upon the culture, the race, and the gender that it happens. You have two guys that can take 
a box and a stick and go out to a pond and stand around it and say ten words to each other and have great communication. Yes, amen. You get two ladies, if they go somewhere for 30 minutes and say five words to each other, they're mortal enemies. <laughs> they're going to say five words to each other before the car door is closed. Communicate. Amen. The fellowship of communicating. God wants to communicate with us. Communication is, is interesting. Tonight, I am communicating with you a little bit. But I don't know how much because I'm not able to get feedback because we're not able all to talk at once. We're not able all to have a discussion here about what we're going on, what God is speaking to our hearts and our world. But communication is the transfer of ideas, the transfer of concepts that people understand what the idea is. You can tell somebody something and you can speak the exact language that they speak and they totally have a different idea and a different understanding than what you meant. But God wants to communicate with you. When God speaks to his world, he, he wants you to know what it means. When he says, come out from among them and be you separate, God wants you to know that means come out from Fred, come out from Pete, come out from John. Don't have anything to do with those people anymore except tell them to come to church. Don't go over to their house. Don't go drink a beer with them. Don't have supper with them. Don't go to the swimming pool with them. Don't go shopping at Walmart with them. Communicate. Yep. God has a message that he tries to get to our heart. He starts out with the principle, but he is very specific. Well, listen, we know what he's talking about. The communication is tied heavily to praise and to worship. I know that a lot of times when I come to God in prayer, there can be so many things on my mind. There can be so much pressure, so much trouble that I've just got to tell him about my problems. I've got to tell him about what I'm facing. But when I can get those things unloaded at the altar, and then I can enter into a place where I begin to think of his glory and to think of all he's done for me, when I can get loose of all the baggage, when I can lay down all of my preconceived ideas and just begin to enter into the place where, God, it's going to be right, and I have come here to lift up your name, I've come here to praise you, I've come here to magnify you, then I am getting some communication done. Then I'm getting some burdens lifted off my soul. Then I'm getting inspiration to have answers for next week. Then I'm receiving the strength and the intelligence to solve the problems that I'm going to face tomorrow. As long as I've got the load on my shoulder, as long as I've got the baggage in my car, as long as I'm struggling with the sin, I'm not going to get the praise that will give me the victory. 
Amen. When the Word of God comes forth, it's important to get to the altar. And if you fall down at the altar, and if you're struggling with something, and you're battling with something, struggle and battle with it. But God wants you to finally get it laid down so that you can get some victory. So you can get up from that altar, and you can lift your hands, and you can begin to say, I love you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, I've come to praise your name. Oh, thank God for the glory that's in this house. Thank you, God, for the victory I have achieved. Lay it down so that you can yes, communicate. Amen. Romans 15 has a very interesting definition for Kanoni. Romans 15 and 26. For it has pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution, to make a certain fellowship for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. Fellowship. Gives a whole new idea to fellowship with the saints. Yes. Fellowship with the saints. Amen. Amen. Brother Andrew tonight knows that he's loved because they did offer him the bread last night. I don't think they expected him to take all the bread, but they did offer him the bread. Amen. Amen. He had some fellowship with the saints last night. He enjoyed the fellowship that he wanted all the fellowship that they offered. He didn't leave no fellowship for anybody else. <laughs> Hallelujah. We love you, brother. <laughs> the contribution, the fellowship. Amen. <laughs> I look back and I think of some times and it's interesting. Some of the things in life is growing up that you know that your mom or your dad really loved you. And I can remember when I was in high school and the food they served at my high school was pretty rough stuff. They cooked the food at 5 o'clock in the morning at the central kitchen. And they loaded the food then in these metal boxes and carted it across town. And seven hours later then they served it to you to eat. Well, good food might be eatable seven hours later, but they had hamburgers made out of soybeans. And the only way I know you can get french fries to taste that way is you boil them in water. It was pretty rough stuff. So, it was pretty hard to choke some of that stuff down. And when I would come out, school, headed over to do a little work. My dad would say, son, you want to stop by and get a hamburger today? Yeah, dad, that'd be good. These were them glorious days when you could buy a hamburger for a dollar. They were good hamburgers. Dad would stop and buy me a hamburger. My dad liked hamburgers better than anybody I knew. He didn't buy himself a hamburger. Well, he didn't have the money to buy himself a hamburger. But he loved me. He took that daughter, and rather than buying himself a hamburger, he bought me a hamburger. And I would eat it. The love that he showed because he cared. You know, God wants us to have that fellowship 
being able to reach out. We've seen love. We've seen people give of their talents and their abilities to somebody else, to bless somebody else. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for those that help in so many different ways, the things that they do, the care that they have, the fellowship of Pentecost. But you know, there is one challenge. And there's one word that is used with fellowship tonight that has nothing to do with Pentecost. Ephesians 5 and 11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We're living in a world that tells us that we've got to accept everything. No, I don't. I don't have to accept it. I can come out from among them and be separate. Amen. I can be one that has made a purpose in my heart. I'm not going to touch the unclean thing. Amen. I'm going to love God. Amen. And as I think about the fellowship, as I think about drawing close to God, the fellowship involves the apostles' doctrine. You see, doctrine, when we look after doctrine, we look after truth, it's going to save us from spiritual error. Doctrine is something that will bring stability to our life because we have a pattern to live by. Doctrine will give us a hope for tomorrow because we will eat, understand eternal life. Doctrine will bring us into a place where that we will find the approval of God in our life. Doctrine is something that gives us a sure and solid foundation to build our spiritual beliefs on. Amen. Doctrine is something that helps us clearly understand the Word of God. Doctrine is something that can be applied to our lives on a daily basis that will bring godliness and righteousness into our life. Amen. You see, we live in a world today where they want to tell you there is no truth in that Truly, we don't need doctrine. All we need is love. All we need is just to feel God's love. Let's just get together and love each other and everything's going to be all right. They'll tell you that doctrine is useless. It's arguing about non-essential matters of the Scripture. I want to tell you something. Doctrine is the systematic gathering and presentation of facts concerning a body of truth. Amen. One must love doctrine enough to gather facts in order to know the truth. Amen. They'll tell you that doctrine is divisive and one must pursue alternate forms of love. I want to tell you, yes, doctrine does divide. It divides light from darkness, right from wrong, evil from goodness, the broad path from the narrow path. But the doctrine unites true Christians in fellowship with each other and fellowship with God. Without doctrine, we cannot have fellowship with God. Without doctrine, we cannot have fellowship with our brothers in Christ Jesus. They'll tell you that doctrine and soul winning and church growth do not mix. I want to tell you that doctrine and soul winning and church growth must go together. People must be convinced what you're standing for. People must know what the truth is. People must have a knowledge. Without a knowledge, they're lost. Paul used doctrine and soul winning and church planning to put a church in every population center of the Roman Empire in 12 short years. 
They'll tell you that doctrine is dull and it's impractical for our lives today. I want to tell you that doctrine is the fire and the song of those who read and heed. Luke 24 tells us that doctrine will bring our hearts to burning within us while the scripture are open unto our eyes. They'll say that doctrine is something, why should we learn it when we do not live out what we already know? It's an indictment already on them that they're not doing what they know to do. But I want to tell you, we need to learn and to obey the whole Bible. By learning more about the Bible, by learning more about doctrine, we're able to have a better overcoming life and able to do what we know more effectively. They'll tell you that doctrine is too deep and covers too much and most people cannot understand it. But I want to tell you, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter and Matthew that doctrine is revealed to the babes. Doctrine is not difficult. It is only those that are not willing to apply themselves and listen that will not receive doctrine. They'll tell you that their goal should be to allow the Bible to master us and do not waste time trying to master the Bible. I want to tell you our goal is for the Bible to master us by study. One cannot be influenced by something that someone does not know. Amen. Fellowship is crucial in our life. Yes. And when we have doctrine, we have the true fellowship of the saints. Amen. Fellowship brings comfort. Fellowship brings spiritual growth. True fellowship provides an atmosphere of communication and sharing. True fellowship opens us towards the benefits of the kingdom of God. True fellowship will bring prayer into our life and an atmosphere of serving others. Amen. When I have the fellowship, I have a desire to come to the house of God where the saints are so I can fellowship with them. Yes, amen. Psalms 84 and 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Psalms 92 and 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Fellowship should be a priority. In the lives of every child of God. Can you stand with me tonight? You see. I have the fellowship of Pentecost. I must start with Pentecost. Tonight God wants to fill believers with his spirit. All over the house. All over the land. Tonight on this birthday of the church. We can come again. Lay down those burdens. Lay down those things. That are the distractions. The altars are open. Then you're able to reach out to God and begin to fellowship like they did on the day of Pentecost. Believers worshiping and praising and magnifying His name. Amen. Let's reach out to Him tonight. Dear God, we've come here to praise You. We've come here to magnify You. We've come here to glorify Your name.